I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. With me today is Jennifer Oxborough. She is the executive director of the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. We are talking about COVID-19 and how it is increasing the rate of domestic violence in our community. And Jennifer, I want to talk for a moment about the children, the children who are in families that are experiencing domestic violence and, and really what happens with the children. Maybe you could describe and give us some ideas of what these children might be going through now that domestic violence is increasing. Well, it's really important to understand that domestic violence and abuse, aggression in our home, affects kids um, in very serious ways. And and we hear often, you know, at least um, at least they were young, at least they were a baby or a toddler, and they won't remember that this happened, or they were in the other room, um, they were out back playing. Um, what we know from comprehensive research uh, for years and years and years now very, very skilled researchers have been looking at the effects of domestic violence and aggression on children, and it's profound. Um, They tend to have more significant chronic health issues. They definitely have behavioral health impacts. It can affect their ability to learn. Um, We see higher rates of attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder. Um, We see those kids being at risk of entering into violent, aggressive, controlling relationships Um, in young adulthood and certainly in adulthood as well. And they tend to intersect children that grow up in households um, where there's a high degree of domestic violence um, and abuse tend to intersect the criminal justice system at a significantly higher rate, too, and have a higher risk of suicide. So we know that, that children are affected, and we need to be able to message that in a way that doesn't induce more guilt and shame for the person who's being victimized, Um, but really help them understand that this affects the entire family, um, and it can affect a broader community, too. We hear from teachers all the time that that children in their classroom who are coming from violent and aggressive households um, require a lot of extra attention in the classroom and can be... um, can be, you know, very demanding and, um, and, and take a lot of resources in the classroom, too. Um, it doesn't mean that we're going to um, grow up and have a devastated life, right, if we, if we grow up in an abusive household. Um, and it doesn't mean that we will become an aggressor if we've grown up around that at all. Um, but it does have some pretty serious consequences and psychological effects on children. So it's really important for people to understand that. I'm trying to imagine uh, with um, these young people experiencing such trauma in their lives already, already probably acting out at school, as you mentioned, and now they're all at home. 
and how that must be impacting the family as well. Right. I think, um, you know, children that are um, at home now are, are, are really probably needing a lot of extra attention. I have a young adult at home with me now. He was a senior in high school, and that wrapped up. Um, and we're, we're sharing a lot more space. We're trying to figure out how to support each other and give each other enough attention, but also enough distance. Um, I think if you have numerous children at home, um, which, you know, again, we have a really high birth rate in Utah, so it's pretty likely that people are going to have several children at home and be trying to support their education and their learning um, and their social engagement with each other um, while managing all of the other household, uh, you know, daily routines. It can be super stressful for parents who aren't trained as educators usually. So, um, you know, it, it is. It's a really unusual and stressful time that happened very quickly. We didn't have a lot of time to plan for this, right? Mm-hmm. This, this sort of came up quickly for people. And so um, I think people are very overwhelmed. What is your best advice for a parent who is in a situation where there is some domestic violence and now their children are acting up? Um, what how, What is a strategy for them? Well, I think recognizing um, how stress feels in your body, recognizing when it's ramping up, um, recognizing that there are chances to, to take a pause, to intervene. We call it in therapy, sometimes we call it a push away, where we push away from that stress for a moment and we decide to go do something totally separate and then come back. Um, another strategy, you know, when you're, when you're working on um, education with kids or you're working on um, a specific project and it starts to get overwhelming, um, put a timer on it. You know, find some increments that work for you. Some people refer to this as the Pomodoro plan where um, maybe work for 10 minutes and then take a five-minute break. Maybe work for a half hour um, and then take a 10-minute break. And during that break, do whatever it is that you need to do um, to reset your mind and come back with more energy and focus. That can be true Be true in parenting, too. If you make sure everybody's safe and you walk away for five or 10 minutes, um, go out back and you know do some jumping jacks, sit alone, read a book in the bathroom alone for a minute, just push away from that stressor so that you can come back with energy and focus. Um, This is a marathon. This isn't a sprint, right? Um, We're in this for a while, and it's important to be able to claim some space for yourself in order to maintain your own personal resilience um, so that you can give back to the people who are counting on you. I'm talking today with Jennifer Oxborough. She's the executive director of the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. We need to take a break. If you need help right now, the number you can call 24-7. This is free and confidential statewide support. The number is 1-800-897-LINK or 1-800-897-5465. We'll be right back.